Um, Brother Chris had just came and just pointed Haggai chapter 2. and It's actually what I read this morning in my quiet time. Haggai had a purpose, and it was to speak the word of the Lord. Amen? It was to speak the word of the Lord, to rebuild the temple. And so here's what the word of God says in Haggai chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the second year of Darius, the king in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord. So literally on this day today, according to the Jewish calendar, okay, this is the day that Haggai prophesied, this day. This is the sixth month according to the Jewish calendar, and it's the first day of that month. It is Elul. And Elul is the harvest time. Sister Tammy, I know that you had shared some things you want to share what just what God is showing you about the month of Elul? Yes. Five, seven, seven, eight. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Wow.
Amen. Yes. Amen. He does. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. That's right. It's not. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. Thank you, sister. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I know that she had been studying on a lull, and so I just want to continue to read the rest of this in Haggai, because this is the day in a lull, the harvest time, many things, as I read this morning. So this day, and it wasn't by happen chance either that the Lord at the beginning of the week told me to set this prayer service tonight aside to pray strictly for the new church, for the building. And so this is what the word of the Lord goes on to say. The word of the Lord came to Haggai, the prophet, unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord host, saying, This people say the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. That's what people said. But here's what the word of the Lord said. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, saying, is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lie in waste? What he's saying is there are so many that are more concerned with their own homes, with their own lives, that we've forsaken the house of God. Verse 5, now therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. So tonight I would ask us all to consider our ways to consider our lives, to consider our well-beings, to consider where our wills are lined up. Is our will more lined up in what I want or what God wants? Listen to what he goes on to say. These people were living basically a selfish life. Here's what he said. You've sown much, but you bring in little. You ever been there before? I'm doing more than I've ever done, but I seem to have less. You eat, but you have not enough. That's an empty life. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe you, but you're not warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. You know, a lot of people, they work hard and they make more money than they've ever had, but they have less than they've ever had because we forsake the house of God. But we forsake tithes and offerings. We forsake whenever God asks us to do more and be more concerned about God's house than our own house. We forsake that. And so it's really like, so if you make $5,000 this week, but you got holes in your pocket, and you put that $5,000 in cash, well, I've never made that much money before in my life. Well, you get to the house to pull that $5,000 in cash out and put on your dresser, and it ain't there. It's gone. That's an empty life. 
You drink, you eat, but you're not full. That's an empty life. Because that life is all about you. And that's what Haggai the prophet saying. Listen, you were, <laughs> you were in bondage. You've been down and out. You've been depressed. You've been discouraged. I'm telling you, are you tired of living this empty life? Are you tired of making more but having less? Are you tired of living an empty life? Are you tired of eating and drinking but not having any, any, any substantial fullness in your life? Are you tired of living that way? So the prophet is speaking. There's only two chapters in Haggai, and the prophet came with the word of the Lord. And he came to talk to them on this day. So I believe that God told me the beginning of this week, I knew nothing about today and what it meant. I'm not that smart, I promise you. But I do hear the voice of the Lord. And so I do know the Holy Ghost was dealing with me. And he said, it's serious business. He said, it's time to build. No matter what you got to do, it's time to step by faith. It's time to move. It's time to build. I know there's an urgency, like I said this morning, there's an urgency that the king is calling. There's an urgency in my spirit that the king is calling. And so he said, you've sown much. He said, but you bring in little. Verse 7 says, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. He told them twice, consider your ways. There was a warning. There was, he said, Consider your ways. Consider what you're doing. Are you tired of being empty? He said, go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. He said, you may not have the provision. I'm sending you to go get it. So tonight I'm going to save this. I'm going to tell you some needs that we have for the building. Let me tell you, you may not can do it, but you may can go get wood and bring it. You may know where the provision is. Amen. You may say, hey, I know right where to go for that. So I can go get the wood and I can bring it. He said, and build the house and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. He said, just do your part. Just go get the wood and bring it and I'll be glorified. Verse 9 says, you looked for much and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why? Saith the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is waste. And you run every man unto his own house. He's talking to a selfish people. He said, I'm bringing you out, but I'm not just bringing you out of bondage. I'm bringing you out to build my house. Now build the house. Verse 10, therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. You know what God's saying? I'm in control. You want to be selfish and you want to just focus on what you got? You want to focus on your, house, your own house and not mine? He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll stop the heavens from pouring down rain. He said, I'll stop your life from producing fruit because God's saying right now, I'm in charge. I'm the one that's in charge of all of it. You want to hold back on me? I'll hold back on you. Verse 11, and I called for a drought upon the land and upon the mountains, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon the labor of the hands. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God, and the words of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent him, and the people did fear before the Lord. Then spake Haggai, the Lord's messenger, in the Lord's message unto the people, saying, 
I am with you, saith the Lord. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and did work in the house of the Lord God of hosts, their God. In the fourth and twentieth day of the sixth month in the second year of Darius the king. Now listen to me. I don't know what's going to happen between today, September 1st, and September the 24th. But I look for God to do something within the next 24 days. <laughs> it said they heard the word of the Lord. And before the, on the 24th day of Elul, <laughs> they were getting to work. They responded to the word of the Lord because the Lord stirred up the spirit. He stirred up the spirit of the remnant of the people, and they came and did work in the house of the Lord their God in the four and twentieth day of the sixth month in the second year, Darius the king. So I don't know what God's going to do in the next 24 days, but I just feel the Holy Ghost is going to do something. I feel a stirring in my spirit, and I believe that God is going to do something. I was given a note after church today, and I want to read it. It said, for everything the enemy screams defeat, the Lord speaks victory. Time on earth is not the same as time in heaven. God has already seen this church in its new building. God says it is already done. The enemy seeks to destroy the nation of God in its entirety, but the Lord has already declared victory. Every, underline two times, every member here from the eldest to the very youngest child needs to be a part to carry this new building to fruition even if it is just a penny, for a penny in God's hands is greater than a million in man's. So profound and prophetic. Thank you, sister, for obeying God. That's a prophetic word. And that just needs to be kept and put up, I believe, with the word of the Lord that Brother Owens prophesied over this church. Because this morning as I was in prayer praying about the Lord spoke to me the same thing. That even a penny, that woman's two miles, is the greatest gift that was ever given in heaven. And I thought about those empty vessels when the creditor came. Those empty vessels could have looked at the other vessel and said, what have I got to offer? So many people don't give their dollar or their penny because they say this is all that I've got. Next to a millionaire, you say, well, my giving has nothing compared to their million. But let me tell you, in God's hands, it's all the same. God's going to multiply. God's going to multiply. And I just know that those empty vessels was the provision for that family and for that house. Empty vessels. They weren't even filled yet. They were empty. Probably different colors, different shapes, different sizes. They were empty vessels. But that was, in and of itself, the empty vessel was the provision of the Lord. Not only to run the creditor off, but to spare the children and to bring provision in their house for their own out. Because that's what God does. God uses every little thing that we have. And so I'm going to ask this, a few things, a few notes that I made. You may know where the wood's at. You may be able to go on top of the mountain and say, hey, I know somebody. You may not know anybody, okay? 
But I was just asked to just say this, okay? Number one, I want us to pray. Number two, if you have access to any of these, I believe relationships are divine access to resources. That's the purpose for relationships, okay? So if any of you knows anybody, you can talk to David Bryant because he's the coordinator for the new church. So if anybody ever has questions, talk to APDB. That means Associate Pastor David Bryant, all right? APDB, whatever you want to call him, but that's who he is, all right? Associate Pastor David Bryant. So he's the head man in charge for the new church building, all right? Don't come see me because I don't know what I'm talking about. Was you going to say something? <laughs> Is that good enough? All right. Did I set that in order right? David, you ready to go? All right? All right. So I'm just picking on him. But if you know anybody that deals with septic systems, from what we understand and know thus far, the new septic system to join both churches is going to be about twenty to $25,000. Okay? At this moment in the new church building fund, we have $36,450. The engineering permit to get the new septic system was $4,900 just to get the engineering drawing, okay? Land cleared. There's been a lot that's already been spent, but we're just trusting the Lord because God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the things not yet seen. So we're not going to let what we see determine what God has said. Amen? And so if any of you have connections with that, or if any of you say, hey, I've got $20,000, the Lord said, buy that septic system. You can do that. Amen? I'm being serious. I don't know what you can do. But you may say, hey, I got $25 to give towards the 25000 Amen. Listen, I'm not here tonight to beg for your money. I'm just here tonight because I believe God told me to come to the pulpit tonight and talk about this new church. Then whenever I read this in the book of Haggai, I knew that we were headed in the right direction. I knew that we had heard from God. And so the main thing, listen, is that we need prayer because God can do it. George Mueller prayed in every dollar, every penny that fed that orphanage. George Mueller prayed it in. He was a man of faith. He never asked. He just he prayed, and God would bring it. I'm not asking for your money tonight. I'm asking you to join with us and stand with us in prayer. I'm going to tell you the, the, initial, the initial needs right now, okay, that we know. Service to the power pole and underground power. It's going to be about $4,000. We need to pray that in. If you know anybody, Russell has reached out to somebody. We need an electrical, mechanical, and plumbing engineer that can do the plumbing, mechanical, and electrical engineering for the drawing in the new church. Is that right? We need that. We have two quotes, $130,000 and $125,000. Right? Was that right? Is that what I heard? So that's what we have. So Russell has a contact, Brother Mike. They have made some contacts um, today. So if you know anybody that, that is that, that may want to donate their time, let us know. Listen, if I don't put these things out here, 
then we may never move forward. There may be somebody, you may have a family member that says, hey, that's what they do, all right? I'm not trying to put fear, instill fear in anybody. Here's what I believe we need to do. If, if we just say, hey, we're building a new church, and it's going to be about $800,000, well, guess what? You're going to say, ooh, that's a hard pill to swallow. But what we were talking about earlier is every year the Bible said that Samson's mother made him a new coat every year. Well, every year that Samson's mother came, Samuel, Samuel, I said Samson, I'm thank you. Samuel's mother came, Samuel's mother would bring that new coat to him every year. And every year that Samuel's mother came and brought that coat, it was the perfect size. It wasn't hanging off of his arms, and it wasn't too short. I mean, it fit him perfectly for that year. And he would wear that coat, and then his mother would make him another coat. And so listen, I just believe we need to take this new church building by steps. We need to just sew a new coat so it'll fit for right now. So here's the needs we need right now, okay? We met with the dirt guy today. I believe that we can start moving the dirt, and we'll start seeing some new things happening. Amen? And so these are the, the initial things right now. Am I correct, David? I believe these things. And so if you know somebody, again, I'm not asking for anything. I'm saying put feelers out if you know somebody. Now let me say this too, okay? Let me say this. If you read in the book of Nehemiah, whenever they were building the walls, there came a time when not everybody was for the rebuilding of the walls. So you have to be discerning. Not everybody that comes and says, you better know those that labor among you. That's why Nehemiah, he built with one hand, and he had a sword, and he fought with the other hand. He was always on guard. And so let me tell you, not everybody that says that they're here to help build is really here to build. Some people sent here to tear down. That's where the church has to be discerning and wise. You have to be wise as a serpent. Amen. Sweet and smooth as a dove. You have to be loving, gentle. You have to be that way. Amen. But listen, we must be discerning. We must build with one hand and you must fight with another hand. So not everybody that comes, Nehemiah knew right away, no, that's not why you're here. You're here to bring division. And so listen, I, I just want us to begin to pray. And I just want us to begin to believe that within the next 24 days, we're going to see God do a great miracle. I don't know what's going to be done, but I believe in 24 days we're going to see a great miracle. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12, God made me this promise. I never knew it was even in the Scripture. He said, you shall lend to many nations and you shall not borrow. And I just, you know, so us being a mission-minded church, I thought, well, you build a new church, that means then missions are going to have to stop. I was just in a church in Arkansas last week, and they're about to send 10 with this church to Columbia. One of the guys on that trip said, I've built 40 churches just like the one y'all were building in Columbia. I've built 40 of them. These people are, are on fire, ready to go. You know, I mean, just the connections that God is doing. What's he saying? He said, you're going to do what I said. The rest of that scripture goes on to say, I want to read this because it's just a promise of the Lord. And so I think we need to hold to the promises of God. Amen. That, that you know what, when we were going to go to the bank, we were just like a little bit gut checked. We didn't feel released to go and begin to ask the bank to borrow money to build the church because we just begin to believe the word of the Lord. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season. 
and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. And if thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and do them. Amen. That's what God's word said, Deuteronomy 28, 12 and 13. And so here's what I would ask you to do tonight. In this, right now, in this next few moments, I want you to pray. God, if you know the septic person, you here, any individual here, if you know somebody, begin to pray for them. And if you don't, begin to pray that God would send the right one. If you know anybody that says, hey, I'll do the service pull. I'll, I'll, I'll bring the electricity. It's $4,000. You may have access to relationships outside of this church. Don Norton prophesied that people that never stepped foot in this church would help build that new church. Well, let me tell you what happened two weeks ago. People that has never stepped foot in this church, we received $7,000 in checks to send, one to Israel, one to the Northmans. They've never stepped foot in this church. God is showing that he's proven faithful to his words. Amen? Because that's what God is doing. And so if God can do that to reach the world, God can do that to build this new church. God says, I mean, you know, I was told that if God can get it through you, he'll get it to you. And so he's wanting to see what we're going to do. We're going to withhold that $7,000 or are we going to release it like it was sent to do? Well, we released it to sin, to feed those orphans and to bless Israel. We've been, a, we've been a giver to the nations, and so we're just going to trust and believe God to take care. So we need a septic system, $25,000. Service for the electricity underground, $4,000. We need an electrical, mechanical, and plumbing engineer to do the engineering on this new church. So tonight, I just want you to just begin to pray. Russell reached out to somebody, and I believe that's what he said that he did, but just pray that God would have give us favor. Amen. Can we just join, just have unity tonight and just believe God? Just grab your neighbor's hand. Let's just begin to pray and just believe God and worship the Lord and thank God in advance. The Word says in the book of Romans, we're going to call those things which are not as though they are. Amen. That's not just blab it, grab it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about believing God tonight. Amen. Just believe in God, just interceding for that septic system, for the electricity, for the engineer, just that God would begin to just move upon people's hearts. Mir miracles are going to begin to happen. Amen. When they start coming in, you're going to say, I had a part of that. I had a part of that. I not only gave pennies, but I gave prayers. And my prayers brought the provision of God. My prayers brought the provision of God. Amen.
Of power on my lips, 
Jesus has broken the curse. He has never lost a battle. And who are you, great mountain, that you should not bellow? Jesus defeated the darkness. He has never lost a battle. And when listen to the sound of power on my lips, Jesus has broken the curse. He has never lost a battle. And who are you, great mountain, that you should not bow low? Jesus defeated the darkness. He has never lost a battle. As they just continue to sing this song, some if some of you just have an unction of the Holy Ghost, not just, I mean an unction of the Holy Ghost to come in and stand in for these needs that I just told you. I mean just a deep unction for this, what, what I just put before you. Y'all know me, I'm not one, I don't, I'm not one to stand before and ask for needs. I'm just not that type of person. But I do know that as the pastor that I need to put these needs before. And if there's any of you, thank you, Brother Chris, you've already come. But if there is just an unction and you feel that you could be a source in some manner, maybe know someone, but you just feel an unction that God said. I remember the first time we sent money to Israel, somebody called my wife and said, I've never felt this way before about that need, and I've got to empty out my savings account. And I just remember the Holy Ghost just ministering to this woman through that. And so listen, you may have an unction over certain things as we are in this process. And if there's any more besides Brother Chris tonight that just has that deep unction of the Holy Ghost for these needs that I just put before you, I just want to ask you to come. You just feel an unction just to pray. You believe that God could use you greatly to just your prayers could bring this in you just know there's an unction of the holy ghost that i feel deep within me that you just know that god could bring these in amen god would use your prayers to stir up we're stirring up the spirit of zerubbabel amen and we just know that in the next 24 days god is going to do something now listen there'll be other needs amen there's going to be other needs but right now these are where we're at and we just believe that god stir it up just that God would stir it up. Listen, you, you may have answers that we don't even know about, amen, because God knows. I just want you just to pray, just intercede, just intercede and just believe God and just pray. If some of you just would just come behind these that have just responded to the unction of the Holy Ghost, just come behind these. If, if some of the board, some of the leadership would come and let's just Let's just pray right here. If you have contacts with anybody, you just feel that unction. I just want you to come behind these, lay hands on them. Any others that are here, let's just stand in and let's just believe God. These have responded to the unction of the Holy Ghost. God's going to honor that. God's going to honor that moving of the Holy Ghost, that unction. He's never lost a battle. Thank you for responding. Thank you. I rejoice with you tonight. I rejoice with you tonight. Jesus is rejoicing in heaven tonight. It's his unction, not ours. Yes, Jesus. Jesus. 
Christ Redeemer, we remember He has won the war. Jesus mighty overcomer, our defender has conquered. Christ Redeemer, we remember He has won the war. Jesus mighty has broken the curse he has never lost a battle and who are you great mountain that you should not follow jesus defeated the darkness he has never lost a battle and when listen to the sound of power on my lips Jesus has broken the curse he has never lost a battle and who are you great mountain that you should not follow Jesus defeated the darkness he has never lost a battle That chorus says, when listen to the mountain, or when listen to the sound of the power on my lips, Jesus has broken the curse. He's never lost a battle. Who are you, great mountain, that you should not bow low? There's power on your lips. Speak to that mountain and tell it to move, whatever it is. Speak to it now. I believe that you speak it right now with the power on your lips. Whatever it is, if it's the engineer, whatever, the dirt, whatever we need, speak it into life right now. Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, we believe that you're going to supply every need, Lord. According to your riches, Father, we praise you, Jesus, right now in the name of Jesus. He da 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 da. 